Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the NASCAR DFS Strategy Show right here on Awesomeo.com as we are here to break down tomorrow's Pennzoil 400. Hopefully everyone's having a great start to their Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Maybe if you're like eat me on the East Coast, I guess we do say is now the afternoon time. Of course, we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. You got to head over to monkeyknifefight.com to check out their player prop space contest with Monkey Knife Fight. You are in charge and sign up today with using the promo code AWESOMO and you'll get an instant first match deposit up to $50. So sign up today there over at monkeyknifefight.com. Appreciate their support here of the NASCAR DFS strategy show. Phil, welcome in. Hopefully uh, you're off to a great start to your day. Uh, What's kind of uh, your thoughts heading into this weekend of NASCAR DFS? This is a really odd and particular week. You know, we're we're only four weeks into this season. And because of the way that the the starting grid formula for NASCAR sets the the grid, it's done some weird things for for DFS. So I think for the the cup race tomorrow, it's going to – produce some some strange um builds more or less your your cash team unless you can finagle a couple of things you're you're probably going to be messing with it up until lock thinking man i can probably get a few more place differential plays if i go with this guy down here but then i don't know if that guy really has the upside like I am finding that a lot of the lineups that I'm building so far, I just automatically scrap because I'm not I'm not exactly pleased with with what I'm getting out. And if that's the case, that probably means it's a great week to not play cash and to just play tournaments. 
Yeah, before the show, me and Phil were talking about the crunch that I had done and how much uh, some uh, a very low-end driver was coming up in, in my crunches. So, of course, we're here to break, break this one down for you. Of course, if you do have any questions uh, about tomorrow's race of how to develop your lines, of course, you can leave those right here uh, in the YouTube chat. Also, you can leave it there in our premium Slack account. But, uh, Phil, let's get right into it. Roster construction. You talked about a little bit there about GPP. Uh, and cash. Well, let's talk about the GPP side of this thing of, you know, how are you developing your rosters? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, and this is DraftKings and FanDuel th- this week, you know, our, our idea last week because of all the place differential was we're just looking at one dominator and then looking to build around all of the place differential that we had. And if you happen to land on William Byron, who was the most expensive of all the place differential drivers, instead of playing, Matty D, for example, then you won all the you won all the monies. I mean, that's just the way it worked out. It's not that often that we get a place differential driver starting thirty first who ends up leading over a hundred laps in the race. But that was the scenario. And if you played William Byron, it worked out really well for you. This week, we do not have the same scenario. The the, the way that you built rosters last week has evolved this week. This week, we're going back to a traditional two dominator build, building place differential around them. You're probably going to have to punt once at least once on on DraftKings depending on what you what you do with your dominators plus the the, the few high pr- price place differential drivers that we have uh that's cash that's tournaments uh on FanDuel it's a it's still a, a, a dual dominator build but if you find yourself punting with practically anybody below four thousand dollars then you you, you've stretched yourself a little too thin. You know, when we get to these higher lap races, that'll make those guys a little more viable. With only 267 laps, I'm not looking to get the likes of a of a Cody Ware, a BJ McLeod, those, those kind of drivers in my lineups this week. Yeah, looking at that under 6,000 range, of course, we'll talk about that as we go on, is you've got a majority of that range is all starting in the 30th or worse. So that's something to play in there. And everything that really stuck out to me, I know you've talked about this over on your Twitter account at Rate Sheets DFS, is the price differences we're seeing between DraftKings and FanDuel. Kevin Harvick is obviously one that really sticks out to you, 9,700 over on DK, but 14,000 on FanDuel. Uh, and vice versa, another one, the six out to you eric jones 7100 on dk 4700 on FanDuel. of course we'll talk about that uh in terms of dominators you mentioned about this being a two driver dominator field where where should be people looking at in terms of dominators is there uh a, you know three or, or four drivers that really stick out to you above all else yeah and you know I think this is going to be the script for the majority of the of the season is that you're going to constantly be looking in that top five to top ten drivers for your for for your uh, your, your dominators and you know we've got a few outliers in there like Michael McDowell keeps exceeding the the capabilities of his equipment and he's in the and he's in the top ten and you've got a a few other a few other guys in there that I might be willing to scratch out but for the most part I am. I'm definitely looking for the top 10 and there's a guy outside of the top 10 that definitely is going to be in my, in my dominator pool that we'll get into here in the first set of tiers. 
I wonder uh, if that potentially is going to be a name that's already come up in the chat, that being Joey Logano. We'll find out here momentarily if that is the name that uh, Phil is thinking about here. But looking at that Tier 1 drivers, of course, these are the drivers that are in the 10K and 11K range over on DraftKings. So we got Kyle Busch starting 14th, Martin Truex Jr. starting 4th, Ryan Blaney starting 26th, Chase Elliott starting 8th, Brad Kozlowski starting 10th, and Joey Logano starting 15th. Where do you want to start in this tier? I, I wonder just what's going on with the algorithm of DraftKings that they are continuing to make Kyle Busch the most ex- expensive driver. You know, he was nearly $12,000 last week. Now, he started in the 20s last week. So, you know, you, you got the overall gist of why he was that most expensive driver. But this week, he's lost place differential and he's still the most expensive driver. This is a track that he's only won at once. And I believe that was before. That was during like the generation five car. So we're talking about eight plus years since he's since he's won here. And that we're talking about cup car, not trucks or Xfinity. Those are two different beasts compared to uh, compared to the cup series. But he's still the most expensive driver. You get a little bit of a discount with him on FanDuel. And quite frankly, on FanDuel, because he starts 14th, if you wanted to play Kyle and Lou of a second dominator because of that place differential and on the hope that, you know, he might be able to get a few laps led points. I can get behind that. Um, Truex is your most expensive, like true potential dominator that I'm considering on DraftKings at 11,100. He's won here before he won the spring race two years ago, averaging 30.5 fastest laps, 22.5 laps led over the last six races. He's been, he's been, Really, really good here. Blaney, Blaney is a is a is a is a a problem. On FanDuel, he's almost like a core play because of that ten thousand seven hundred dollars salary. I think you just you just automatically lock him in. He's been really good here at at Las Vegas. This sort of track suits him pretty well. He was winning this race last year before the late caution came out, and his team decided to go for tires, and it it did not work out whatsoever for him. But at 10,800 on DraftKings, you have, he makes you choose. Am I going to play Blaney instead of a second dominator? Because he's got all this place differential. You know, we're just going to give him a top five finish uh, based on his history here. So you're giving him 21 place differential points. However, at that salary, I'm probably going to need some dominator uh, points in the, in the process. And based off of what I've seen out of Blaney this year, I really I, I don't know if he's if he's there yet. I mean, they his, his team has been just throwing all sorts of weird strategies against the board, hoping something would would stick, and it hasn't yet. Now, the fact that they're returning back to a track that Pinsky as a whole has been really good at over the years is definitely encouraging. But starting that back uh, that far back in 26, and then considering everybody else that he's going to have to contend with much less his own teammates. I don't know if I can give him dominator points. So Blaney is a, he's an enigma this week. I think you can play him in cash if you want to, instead of, instead of a second dominator, just, just take the safety with his, with his place differential, but don't be surprised if his two teammates, Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano, even though they're cheaper, they outscore him because of dominator points. 
Of course, if you do have any questions about any of these drivers, leave it right there in the YouTube chat. Also, you can leave it in our premium Slack account. We'll get to those questions as we go throughout the show. Of course, if you're unable to watch any of our shows live on YouTube, they are a part of the Osmo Podcast Network. Just go to Osmo.com slash podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review on one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle or email address, and you will be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. One winner will be a award every Friday and reviews will be eligible to win up to one year from now. There you see Tyler Scott there on the screen where you can sign up over there at awesome.com. Whether you want to listen, say on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you want to listen to the podcast, they are there. Always appreciate the support that we get there. Um, you, you mentioned about Ryan Blaney being a core fan duel play at his price point. Is there someone in this price range that you look at as a core DraftKings play? It's going to be, it, I think it's going to be chalky, but it's going to be Joey Logano for me. I mean, we're talking about he's won this spring race two years in a row. His crew chief, Paul, Paul Wolf, over his uh, career, we're talking about 10 years with, with uh, Penske. He's won this uh, event four, four times. Uh, this is getting lost in the weeds, which we, we, uh, we, we did last year kind of in the, the, the latter part of the season. But now we're going back to the, the discussion of which Goodyear tires that they're using. The left side tire that they're using is the D4976. The right side tire is the D4986. That left side tire was used at Kentucky, the first Texas race, both of the Michigan races, the second Las Vegas race, and the second Texas race. The right side tire was used at the second Las Vegas race, the second Kansas race, and the second Texas race. Those were th- those were venues that were definitely were definitely good to Logano and Logano was running well in this, in this race last year before. I mean, it's weird how we had a late pit strategy that affected the first Las Vegas race. And then we had a late pit strategy that affected the second Las Vegas race. It worked out well for Logano in the first time. It didn't work out to his benefit in the, in the second time. I say based on the track history, based on, you know, last week at, at Homestead, it was definitely disappointing to see Keselowski and Logano fade towards the fade towards the end. But you know, they 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 put on tires late, hoping that there would be just some random caution. It, it did not work out for them. They definitely had cars set up for short term runs, and I mean that that final long term run, it was a it was definitely a long green flag sequence, which definitely played against those those two, and it played against Blaney, it played against a. Uh, uh, Maddie, Maddie D. This should be more of a short run, short run race. And when it comes to those races, I've got to give the, the, the nod to Logano. We'll mention a comment from Jacob. He said, Joey Logano starting 15th. I think he's going to be a potential dominator, even not starting in the top five. And I'll kind of piggyback off that. You know, when you're looking at dom- dominators and someone who says he's not starting in the top five, maybe in the top 10, what's kind of your, your general thought process on that in terms of this track? Yeah, overall, I like to I look to see just the what what the driver has done. Of course, at, at this track and at at the subsequent tracks, ju- just like it. And I mean, the 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 numbers suggest that Logano is going to get to the front. I mean, it's not like his overall starting position has been that fantastic. Like he's just been given a bunch of front rows to work with during during this time. His average starting position is ninth. So he, he's starting a little bit further back than what he typically does here at Las Vegas, but he still has to move his way forward. And that's something I definitely anticipate him to do tomorrow. 
Let's move on to tier number two. This will be the drivers in the 9K and 8K range. So we got Kevin Harvick uh, starting on the pole, Kyle Larson third, Denny Hamlin sixth, Matty D 30th, Bowman ninth, Amarola 28th, Byron second, and Kurt Busch seventh. I guess let's let's start off right there with, with Kevin Harvick and the price point differential that we have between the two sides. 9,700 on DK, but 14,000 on FanDuel. Yeah, this, this is a rather large discrepancy, and th- we've only seen this for two weeks in a row, and this might be what DraftKings is going to do for the rest of the season. They may continue to underprice the, the, the pole sitter. I mean, DraftKings has access to the same information that we do, this worry about what happens to the to the pole sitter. And, I mean, last week, Denny Hamlin was going to start on the pole. He failed pre-race inspection, had to go to the back, and – whether you look at it as Logano was our pole sitter or Christopher Bell was our pole sitter, neither of them did good last last week. So once again, it was another week to get off the to get off the pole sitter. So DraftKings has this has the same info, information, and perhaps in underpricing Harvick, they're they're I, I don't want to say that they're trying to make it easier for us to make lineups because they've got no vested interest at this point for for us to to have an easier lineup to to build. I mean. Yeah, they'll they'll do that for for Daytona races, but at, at a race at Las Vegas, that's probably one of the few things that they that they care about. But in cash games, I say you just you you play Harvick. We know how good he is at Las Las Vegas. He won here back in the uh, the, the spring race of 2018. He's got a bunch of other uh, top five, top ten finishes to his name. He led the most laps in this race as the as the pole sitter uh, last year. He kind of fell back towards the end of the end of the race, I believe. Yeah, he finished finished eighth, but I mean, still, he was your top dominator in that race last, last year. At fourteen thousand on Fanduel, you can make a strong case not to play Harvick. I mean, if you're only getting a tenth of a point per lap led, and Harvick, he he may or he may not lead the lead the most laps, but then it's just a matter of. How far does he fall back throughout the throughout the race? Because this is the scenario that we had last year, where Harvick led the most laps, but he was not in the optimal lineup on the FanDuel lineup. In fact, he had the ninth highest score in that in that spring race. It's because even though he led, I believe it was somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 80, 90 laps, because he lost uh, five place differential points, it it hurt his uh, his dominator points that 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 much and then you know we just had a bunch of random place differential guys that placed in the top 10 and and, and outscored them so at, at 14k like if you don't want to play harvick because of what he needs in order to make value i mean i can i can fully understand that uh, especially in cash like when i built my my placeholder cash lineup on fanduel i definitely did not start with with harvick i i went elsewhere in that lineup trying to trying to go for guys that are starting a little bit further down the, down the line that can get, get place differential and get those dominator points. But on DraftKings, I think they've kind of put us in a position, especially for cash where you just have to play. Yeah. And of course, if you want to get access to our ownership projections, all you got to do is sign up for an also plus weekly pass for 29 95 gives you access to our ownership projections, our player projections, 
our top tools that we have there. Of course, also gives you access to our premium Slack account. If you just want a NASCAR weekly pass, you can get that for $9.95. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Awesomeo Plus today. There you see it there on the screen. You can just go to awesomeo.com slash join to sign up for the pass that you are looking for. It's going to help you develop those lineups, especially when maybe there might be one driver who, let's just say, has a lot of ownership heading into tomorrow's race. And, of course, great tool. Helps me develop my lineups each and every day, whether I'm talking about NASCAR or any other DFS sport that we do offer here at awesomeo.com. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone that's in here on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, Denny Hamlin uh, mentioned about him you mentioned about last week and uh mentioned a comment that we got from trent he says it uh wouldn't be a terrible idea but there's a lot of money uh, off the bat i think hamlin logano could be a better go for it salary hamlin led 120 laps last year yeah uh hamlin was your top dominator in that in that fall race uh last year and if you're looking for corollaries to, to uh, try to get you off of of harvick harvick was the pole sitter in that in that fall race at Las Vegas, and he didn't lead a single lap. In fact, uh, this is something that I addressed in the uh, the Gas and Go article, but if you look at Harvick's recent uh, history as a pole sitter, it is not encouraging. It will it will scare you off of that extreme ownership that we're that we're looking at for 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 Kevin on DraftKings. But as per Hamlin, you know, if you look at what he typically does in this this spring race, it's all right. I mean. 17th, 10th, 17th, and at for 12,000 on FanDuel, 9,200 on, on DraftKings, that's, it's not exactly insp- inspiring. Uh, the, the intermediate tracks, like when, when I'm looking to Hamlin as a possible, as a possible play, it's generally an evening race, or we're looking at hot and slick conditions, and we're not getting either of those with, with, with Hamlin. So, you know, this this week on the race sheets, I don't have Hamlin listed as a dominator play, a tournament play, or a cash play. He's probably just a guy that I'm not going to end up on this week. Now, if you want to play him because you like his, you like his prospects, you like what he did last year, uh, you know, he did have two wins at intermediate tracks in 2020 out of the out of the 11 races. If you want to play him to try to jump on this ownership, that's probably a, a, a good idea, but for me, me personally, looking at him, I, I don't think I'm going to have any handling this Sunday. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone that's here. If you are not subscribed to Osmo on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to, subscribe to the channel. We got shows for you each and every day. Of course, come up here later today at three o'clock Eastern time. We got the NHL strategy show, and then at four o'clock Eastern time. We have the UFC live before lock show. So hit subscribe. Also hit that notification bell. So, you know, when a show is live on the channel, of course, also uh, like the video here that does help us out a lot as well. Looking at some other drivers, uh, Kyle Larson, I want to mention him a price difference uh, between the two platforms as well. He's 9,400, 11,700. You're just talking about Denny Hamlin. He's got a price difference of 9,200 and 12,000 and, and vice versa for Matty D 9,000 on DK, but 7,800 over on FanDuel. Yeah. And here we are once again with Matty D starting in the thirties, at a high price tag, and the question is, can you not play him? Well, of course you cannot play him. It hasn't worked out for several weeks. He just continues to fall into this this bad pattern of luck or bad uh, bad calls by his by his crew chief. And you know, 
last week he he was a top 15 top 20 car but then god by the end of that race as the sun went down his his, his car fell apart of course all of the the uh, the, the Penske cars fell apart so i mean it, that was to be expected but we're returning once again back to a track that Penske runs really well at Matty D for his own credit he finished second in both of these races last year now that was a little hook or crook because of the way that the pit uh, strategy fell. But, I mean, nonetheless, he was running up there. He was running strong, and he was able to get those get those strong finishes. And even if we don't get second-place finishes or top fives at, or top tens out of, out of Matty D, we're probably still going to get a top 20 out of him, provided that, uh, you know, he doesn't have a rogue uh, brake line issue again or – uh, Ross Chastain doesn't try to throw a, the block of the century on him with 90 to go. You know, we're, we're, we're just, we're just hoping that these random circumstances and consequences that have befallen Matty D, they don't continue for the, for the fourth week. So for cash, you're locking them in again, especially on FanDuel at that decreased salary of 7,800. And it's going to be a, tough to get away from him on, on tournaments like, for DraftKings tournaments, it's going to be the the uh, the build most people are going to go with is pick your dominator, pick your second dominator, and oh hey, here's Matty D at nine thousand who gives me lots of place differential. Let's go with that, and then I got to fill out with seven and six K guys. I mean, based on what we've seen, you can get away from Matty D because quite frankly, he knows that he doesn't have a, a ride here in the twenty one next season, and he just. You know, he may be choking under the under the circumstances. Besides what crazy things have happened to the, to this team, so if you wanted to take a bet on Matty D just not being good once again, I mean that that works. And in this range, you have two great pivots. You've got a cash pivot in Almarola at eighty six hundred, and then you've got a tournament pivot there in Bowman at eighty eight hundred. That could be a possible mini dominator, uh, more or less. I want to mention a couple of questions here. Uh, first off, from JJT, um, ex- ex- excuse me, JJT says, "What stats do you look at to determine who to roster since there's no practice?" It's it's a whole gamut. I mean, if you will pull up the race sheets and they're pinned in the in the NASCAR Slack channel, go over my my Twitter timeline, you will find the link to the to the race sheets. It's the it's the whole gamut. It's the driver rating. It's finish compared to average running position uh, a new a new number that i've been able to add recently is average quality passes and that's something to consider because if i look at matty d his average quality passes over the last six races here at las vegas is only 26 however if i compare that against alex bowman his average quality passes here is 64 i mean we are talking about nearly a a, a three times better uh, number when you compare Bowman to 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 Matty D, and then if you go from Matty D, of course, if you go Matty D up to up to Hamlin, it's a two times difference. But I mean, it's crazy that Bowman is doing that much better than than uh, Matty D at this point. And then of course you consider their their uh, their finishes, and then you cross reference that those same numbers with what they're doing at, at intermediate tracks, which is what I've what what I've got right there. So I mean, yeah, we we don't have practice data which would be great to know just what these cars are capable of this weekend but when all we have is past and current data that's that's all we go with speaking of alex bowman money swish says 
Uh, I'm all about Bowman in the second tier. He is extremely consistent, and top finish was 11th. He was looking for a win tomorrow in the Hendricks Motor with Larson and Chase. Yeah, Bowman is like if you don't want to go the the chalk build of two dominators and then Matty D or Almarola as a a shoe in place differential play, then I think you're going with with Bowman. And you might consider Byron depending on how you're feeling about him. And I mean, crap, there's I I don't know if there's really anything preventing Byron from being a, a dominator once again, but if you want something with a little more floor built into it because Bowman has, you know, seven more positions to, to gain, then, I mean, Bowman ran well here last year. His finishes in the two races were, were fifth and 13th. The year before that, it was sixth and 11th. So, I mean, he is a consistent top 10 driver at this track. He, he knows how to, how to run basically every, every groove. And this is the time of year that really suits Bowman with these low tire wear, kind of cooler tracks. So I, I think definitely a spot to jump on Bowman. Of course, uh, we have free content every day over at awesomeo.com. Today's free content, you probably see it there pinned in the YouTube chat, is the NHL player projections. Also, MMA ownership projections is free over at awesomeo.com. So be sure to check that out today. Of course, uh, we're now going to move on to tier number three. So this is, is the drivers in the 7K and 6K range over on DraftKings. Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain, Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Ryan Newman, Cole Custer, Chris Buescher, Corey LaJoy, Daniel Swartz. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Michael McDowell. I think we got to start off with Eric Jones starting 29th. And the reason I want to start there is a price point differential between DraftKings and FanDuel. DraftKings 7100 But how can you avoid him on FanDuel at 4700 yeah, I mean, at forty seven hundred on, on on Fanduel, he he will probably be as cheap as you need to need to go, and that's especially if you're if you're doing a traditional two dominator build. It's going to have say Kevin Harvick plus Logano or Kozlowski or or Blaney. Uh, J- Jones is Jones is cash for sure this week, starting twenty ninth. But God, I, I I think we saw it last week. This Richard Petty car is not good. I mean, it is it is slow, and Jones is milking everything that he can get out of it because he is a he is a darn good driver. You know, if 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 Gibbs wasn't so quick to shoot from the hip in replacing these drivers, then Jones would probably still be be driving for for Gibbs in some manner, shape, or, or form. But you got to make room for for these up and coming drivers, and he loses out because Christopher Bell is so good, and. He's a great driver, but in this equipment, I mean, last week it was not good at, at Homestead, and I don't, I, I really don't know how good it's going to be going to be this week. You're probably looking at a a 22nd to a 23rd place finish for him, and I mean, for cash, that's 
that's all right. But he's definitely a guy for tournaments that you can get off of with that expectation that he's never going to get out of the top 18 and probably towards the end of these uh, these green flag runs, he'll probably be fighting to to stay on the on the lead lap. Uh, when looking on the FanDuel side of the, the equation here, the most expensive driver in this range will be Christopher Bell at eight thousand five hundred, starting sixteenth. Yeah, uh, I've got Bell listed as a tournament play on both sites right now. You know, he, you, you could definitely see a a, a top ten finish out of Bell. Uh, and we just spoke about the guy that, that he replaced. And you look at what Eric did last year, 23rd in the spring. That was exacerbated by that by that late uh, uh, pit cycle that happened. But in the fall, he, Eric came back and he finished eighth. So now we've got Christopher Bell in this car. Adam Stevens is his crew chief. Adam Stevens was the crew chief of of, uh, of Kyle Busch for, for many years. So, I mean, the, the scenario was there for Christopher Bell to move up, pick, six, seven, eight, maybe even nine positions up, get a, get a top, get a, get a top 10. And in this area, like I'm not looking at our, at our ownership right now, but I don't know how popular anybody in the, in the high sevens is going to be on DraftKings because it's so easy to drop down and play Chase Briscoe starting 24th, play Chastain starting 23rd. Uh, 21st we were talking about Eric Jones and then you've got Bubba in 23rd uh depending on what you how you feel about Austin Dillon and, and Tyler Reddick and there might be some some love for Tyler Reddick based on that second place finish last week but Bell I think is is in line for a really good finish and should be a a, a top consideration as a tournament play looking at uh, in terms of place differential what's your thoughts on Corey LaJoy starting 33rd oh lord um DraftKings is definitely going to make you uh, pay for 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 rostering him. I kind of figured after that finish last week, losing his engine, that DraftKings was going to keep him in the in the five k range. But DraftKings is committed to keeping LaJoy up. I mean, I, I bet we can think about about this like what was going on with Daniel Suarez last year in that um, that Gaunt Brothers car, where even though it was not a good car and Daniel Suarez is probably a, a, a pretty good driver, but because of all that place differential that Suarez continually had, even though he could only pick up 10 spots at a maximum per race, uh, DraftKings continually kept him in the, in the, in the low six K range. And that looks kind of what is going on with LaJoy. He was priced down last week, but now he's been given a pretty good boost Perhaps this is on the heels of everybody knowing that this car is affiliated with, with Chip Ganassi. So there's the expectation that this car is better than what happened last week. And, you know, LaJoy was running in the mid to late uh, 20s last week before that that engine gave up. So pro- projection-wise, I think you can give LaJoy probably what he's done here in the past, which is about a 22nd to a 21st place finish. So like if you do find yourself just absolutely punning on FanDuel, it's it's undoubtedly LaJoy. Twenty five hundred for LaJoy, this car, this place differential, there's there's no better play on the on the board. Now, of course, if you can get up to the likes of Jones, Bubba, Chastain, I think I would prefer that because I like their their potential to actually finish higher. And that's that that's ten that tends to be what matters more on on FanDuel. But as far as as far as DraftKings, 
I think LaJoy is going to pick up 5X salary, and that's it. Of course, uh, when you're looking up and down your DFS leaderboards, it's probably one of the things you do see is that Osmo avatar. And if you rock our avatar on your DFS profile, you'll win a free month of Osmo Plus when you place within the top three in any GPP of 5,000 plus entries. Head over to Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar or simply Google search Osmo avatar for instruction on how to download that image. Always love seeing that Osmo logo pop up in those top GPPs uh, over there. Um, you know, looking at uh, Michael McDowell is someone we, we've brought up a little bit earlier. You had a great stat in your article this week that, that people can check out at Osmo.com where you mentioned there's only been two drivers to finish in the top 10 in all three races. And one of them is Michael McDowell. Yeah, M- M- McDowell is consistently overachieving in, in this vehicle. You know, um, if people will look back to the to the uh, the, the preview article, I, I tried to settle some fears because people are starting to lose their minds that you know this is going to be the ultimate year of parity. Uh, NASCAR has put a freeze on what teams can do with parts. So this means that everybody's a little a little more even, you know, since the, the top teams can't invest any more money into parts, it means that these lower tier teams are able to are able to finally catch up. And yes, there's definitely there's definitely truth to that, but I mean, my God, we're I think we're we're definitely overreacting and especially in terms of Michael McDowell, who consistently uh, finishes better than his average running position. You know, taking advantage of what happens late in the race to get himself into the into the top ten, uh, he was in the right place at the right time in the in the the Daytona 500, being able to win that race after Keselowski and Logano wrecked themselves out. You know, he he did really well in the road course, which I was not expecting, and then he came back and he did really well last week with a with a sixth place finish at Homestead. Now, could he finish top ten again this week? I mean, there, there's no reason to believe that he that he won't. I mean, you give a driver that well of a starting position and he had fifth priority on which pit stall that he, that he wanted. Yeah. I mean, the, the things are there for, for McDowell to have another, another top 10 finish, but don't be surprised if it's a top 15 or a top 20 this week. I am expecting regression to come back and hit hard and, we're, we're just kind of sitting on our hands waiting for it to happen with McDowell. Like I said, his average running position through these three races is somewhere around 15th while his average finish is fifth. Ten spots of difference between where you're running on average and where you finish, that's that's pretty stark, and eventually that's going to even its, itself out. And that could happen this week. Um, you know, I, I don't know just how popular McDowell is starting to get, but God, starting – Starting fifth, you are taking on all sorts of risk if you're gonna if you're gonna plan on playing him, whether it's FanDuel or DraftKings. Yeah, it's it's definitely a risk, but I mean, look, he, it was a great set that you had over there at awesomeo.com. Of course, you can always read Phil's content over there on the side. Of course, a great place to help develop your lineups over there. Let's move on to tier number four. So this will be the drivers under six k. So we got Ryan Priest, uh, Alfredo, Haley, Hoff. Uh, McLeod, Hill, Balicki, Smithley, Gase, and Ware. Uh, majority of these drivers are starting 31st or below. The only ones that are not starting 31st or below will be Haley, Alfredo, and Priest. Uh, when I was doing some crunches, Cody Ware was coming up a lot. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, and, and we we've talked about this before. Of 
you know, if you're living in this range and, and maybe it's it's one driver to fill out your roster, you know, do you put that driver in your roster or do you just say, screw it, let me uh, clear everything out and start over again? Yeah. Uh, playing with lineups, if you end up with one guy in this range, that's, I mean, that that's to be expected. That That's fine. And for the love of Pete, I hope it's Anthony Alfredo because he's the only guy in this range that I have any sort of, like, feelings of safety or confidence in with that starting position. And you know, he, he's running well so far as a, as a rookie, he's got top 25 finishes in, in every race. And I mean, that's, I think that's what we're going to expect out of Alfredo for the majority of this season. You know, he's not going to have the, 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 the peaks that we saw out of John Hunter Nemechek last year, where, I mean, if John ran really well and used his skill to the, to the extent that he was able to, he could get a top 10 out of this car, but we're probably not also going to get the valleys that we got out of Nemechek where Nemechek could just over race his equipment wreck out and you're staring at a 35th or, or worse finish. So Alfredo, he's the guy that I'm looking at for, for cash games like on DraftKings, He is probably the absolute lowest that you should go with your cash game, cash game builds at 5,600. The rest of the rest of these guys, I can I can make a case for Priest in tournaments. I can make a, a case for Quinn Howth in tournaments. Billicky, uh, Joey Gase, Cody Ware. These are all guys that I can make a case for in tournaments, but just one. Just one of these guys below 6K. That's all you need to dip your little toe in, in these waters to get exposure to. If, you, if you've got such a heavy-handed roster where it's two Dominators plus a Ryan Blaney plus a Almirola or a Matty D, then you are forcing yourself to double dip in this area, and that is not going to end up be, being optimal. The, the optimal lineup is more than likely going to be all six of your all six of your drivers are going to be top ten, top fifteen finishes. And if it's not that scenario, it's because one of these guys down here picked up 15, 20 spots because of randomness, chaos, wrecks, was able to stay on the on the lead lap, what what have you. So if one of these one of these guys does end up making making the optimal. It's because they really, I think, outrun the outrun the the race. But th- this is kind of a kind of a side note. But I want people to to understand this with the with the the year being so young. Just because one of these guys makes your lineups possible doesn't mean it's a good decision. These guys might make your lineup fit and might allow you to do what you want to do, but that still doesn't mean that it's going to be a good decision in the end. You, For these guys to hit on a 267-lap race, you really need for them to get uh, a finish near the, the uh, say, 18th to 20, 23rd uh, place. You, you, know, you need that sort of finish out of, out of them. And this week... Could they possibly do it? Yes, but I mean, I'm looking at the last three years worth of races for everybody starting 5,400 and below on DraftKings. So we're talking about Haley and everybody below them. The highest finish that I can find out of anybody here is BJ McLeod in 28th back in three years ago. Everybody else, it's like 35th, 36th, 37th. 
course, if you do have any questions, start lining those up in the YouTube chat. Also in our premium Slack account, we'll get to those questions here momentarily. If you are not subscribed to the channel, be sure to subscribe to also right here on YouTube. Also, you got to hit that notification bell so you know when a new show is live here on the channel. Coming at 3 p.m. Eastern time, we will have the NHL strategy show. And by the way, speaking of NHL, NHL player projections, uh, are free today on the website. So head over to awesomeo.com. Also, be sure uh, to like this video. That uh, we really do appreciate that as well. But uh, be sure you're subscribed to the channel to get that. I want to mention a question that came in a little earlier uh, in relation to two drivers who are down here in this range. Uh, Max saying for uh, last two in cash, would you prefer Suarez and Custer or Jones and Alfredo? I really. You know, we didn't address him, but I really like Custer this this week. Like, there is serious consideration now that Custer is the second best driver at Stuart Haas, and God, he was doing so well in the, in that race last week. He was running second. Um, Homestead was a track that he's run out well in the Xfinity series, and we we probably should have seen it coming. And he was well on his way to having that second or at least a top five finish, but then he cut down the tire with with two laps to two laps to go and believe it or not that really affected how uh how tournaments fell last last week uh as much as i like custer i think the the idea of going jones and alfredo sounds a, a little safer for for cash just because you're getting that much place differential built into it uh, Jacob says, he goes, I watched the truck race and there was a lot of passing and a lot of moving around in this race. I want to know if there, if this is a kind of race where you can play just one top tier driver. Be, be, be careful about the conclusions that you draw from a truck or Xfinity race to the cup race. Cause I mean, trucks, we are talking about a, we're talking about spec engines for, first of all. And then in the Xfinity series, that is a it's a different different package. And quite frankly, most weeks that that package looks better on TV than it than it does in than the the five hundred and fifty horsepower or seven hundred and fifty horsepower that, that we see in the Cup series. But this this is a track that you could go wide on. You can pass all sorts of different different grooves. Like there isn't just one preferred groove, and if you don't if you don't get in that groove, then you can't pass. You will see lots of different uh, avenues for drivers to pass, especially early on restarts. You will see drivers go four or five wide. But once again, more laps equals more dominator points. So if you wanted to try the the uh, the idea of a single dominator plus dip place differential, then you are necessarily playing Ryan Blaney plus Matty D and probably even trying to sneak in Eric Almirola. Uh, another question that we got uh, in the chat uh, was about the Xfinity race and Chase Briscoe's history. Does that put you on him today? Okay. Chase isn't, isn't running today. Chase will run in the, in the, the race on, on Sunday, but that was a that was a corollary that I brought up in the the gas and go article for the Xfinity series because Riley Herps, if you wanted to play a, a silly hometown narrative, Riley's from Las Vegas, but Riley's in that car that Briscoe ran in last year, that ninety eight for um, for Stuart Haas, and Briscoe won both races and led over two hundred and forty combined laps. So if we're taking 
Riley, who was a, a I believe, a top 12 uh, driver in both of those Las Vegas races last year, and you're putting him in that equipment, I mean, I really like the prospects of Herbst, not only for a top five finish, but to also get some dominator points in the process. As far as, far as Briscoe for, mm-hmm. for DraftKings tomorrow, I think he's cash viable, and God, he – he had a horrible start to, to to last week. You know, he got a couple laps down early, and it was it was a legitimate fight for him to get back on the lead lap. And eventually, he fought for a for a top twenty finish. Uh, he's a little elevated at seventy seventy four hundred, but starting twenty fourth, he's going to give you place differential, and he's a he's a guy that I can get behind in cash. Now, don't make a bet without shopping for the best odds first. Go over to oddshopper.awesomeo.com so you can find the best line available on the game you are betting on to give you that, that edge that you can beat the house. Sign up free today to track your bets and receive alerts when the lines move. That's oddshopper.awesomeo.com. Of course, if you do have any questions, uh, throw them in the chat uh, right now. Uh, thoughts on Kurt Busch. He's really strong here and he's 10 K on FanDuel. I don't know if 10 K price point is worth it though. No, on FanDuel at 10 K for a driver, for a driver starting seventh, you need assurance that he's going to get some, get some laps led and finish top five. And I really don't know if you can, if you can bank on that from, from Kurt, you know, everybody's going to point to, but yeah, he won last fall. Well, yeah. That happened as a result of the of the wacky uh, pits at the end, and Kurt won despite having the 13th fastest car that day. So I mean, it, it wasn't like Kurt was just absolutely running away with the race. He lucked. I'm I'm gonna say he lucked into a win, but more or less he lucked into a win that afternoon and makes his numbers makes his numbers look good. And if you look at just Kurt's numbers throughout his history at at Las Vegas, it's really su- surprising. Like. Uh, you think Kurt would be better for this being his quote unquote hometown track, mm-hmm. but uh, you you look at his last 10 races here, he's got that win of course, but then he's only got two other top 10 finishes and he's got a bunch of DNFs. He's got some finishes in the, in the twenties. It's, it's odd for a track that he should be very familiar with. Uh, you know, in terms of maybe some other drivers that uh, we didn't really uh, touch much on, is there a driver that uh, we haven't had a chance to, to hit on that uh, you believe that people should be looking at tomorrow? Yeah, a guy that I'm interested to see what happens with is uh, Ross Chastain. Uh, if I look here at his at his ownership numbers, we're talking below 10%. I can make the case for Chastain to be a fabulous play in, in tournaments. Uh, he's in that 42. Whenever Larson came here in the 42 during during his time for, for Chip Ganassi, they always had this car set up really, really well for, for Larson. His, his Larson's finishes over the last three years were ninth, eighth, 12th, second, and third. That's a really good car. Now, of course, there is a chasm between Kyle Larson's ability and Ross Chastain's, but Chastain is still is still talented. When Chastain drove the 42 in the Xfinity series for for Ganassi here back in the uh, the summer race of 2018, Chastain led the most laps. He ended up winning winning that race. Uh, I think that this is probably a track that Chastain knows pretty pretty well. Starting 21st, he doesn't look like he's going to be that popular of a play because of uh, 
you know, there's more guys around him with, with place differential. Plus that salary is a little, a little bit up there. And if you just look at Chastain's numbers, they are not encouraging his last five races here. His average finishing position is twenty is a, is 28th, but you got to remember last year he was filling in for, for Ryan Newman in that race. He was running pretty, pretty well. He was top 10 in the first stage, but then as the, as the race progressed, that that car got slower and slower and eventually Chastain ended up finishing 27th but then all of those other finishes were in the the 15 car for premium motorsports which is it's a it's definitely a back marker in fact uh, premium doesn't even exist anymore it was uh, i believe its charter was bought out by by Rick Ware Racing so Chastain if you're looking for a guy that it appears is going to be low owned because of who he is his lack of place differential his salary, that's a that's a guy that I think if you if you just go a, a quarter of your lineups, then you are you're, you're nearly getting four times exposure to the field, and that could pay off really well. Uh, next question is about Ricky Stenhouse Jr. saying Stenhouse has been running well. What are your thoughts about him? Yep, yeah, uh, Stenhouse. He's got top 20 finishes in every every race this year. 13th last week at Homestead. Uh, Stenhouse is an, is an odd tale of night and day when it comes to the spring versus the, the late summer slash early fall races. His last two fall slash summer races here at Las Vegas have gone 23rd and 26th. Meanwhile, his spring races have been third and sixth. So perhaps there's something about the way that this track drives in the, in the cooler temperatures that favors Stenhouse Starting 17th, he doesn't have that much place differential to gain. I mean, you're you're probably looking on the high end at a at a 10th place finish, but we know this team will pull rabbits out of hats in order to uh, play to to, to play with uh, with track position to try to get uh, Ricky out there, get him some uh, get him some laps led, and then possibly at the end of the race, if we have another scenario like we did last year. They could forego tires, and it could pay off again for them. Uh, Sean's question for you is, would Larson be a good pivot off Harvick, or would he better just find extra 300 and get Harvick? Because of where Harvick sits in our projections at his ownership, I think Larson makes a makes a fantastic pivot getting off, getting off of that numbers. And like, like I just listed off, Larson has done really well here at Las Vegas. He's won here, I believe, um, multiple times for, for Chip Ganassi in the Xfinity Series. This is a track that, that suits him. And the very encouraging thing for us last week at Homestead is that Larson, who typically always had to run on the wall when he was in the 42 in order to be competitive, he didn't have to do that last week. And he had a super fast uh, car, you know. Towards the end of the race, it, it started to, it started to, uh, to to fall off in a very long run, but he ran really well. He had uh, he had tons of tons of horsepower to to go with. I mean, we saw the same thing from from Byron. So if we're getting that from Larson, we're getting you know he, like he doesn't have to pull out all the tricks that he has in his bag in order to maximize a finish. Like if he can just take his talent and marry that with a really good car, then yeah, Larson's a fantastic pivot off of, off of Harvick. I'm going to say if you're just doing like 20 max, like if you're maxing out the happy hour, Harvick probably still is going to be your highest owned dominator. But if you can turn a few shares of Harvick, like say three or four of those 
into Larson or just pair those two together as a dominator pair. I really like that. Uh, Aaron over in our Slack account was wondering if you could rank the Penske guys in order this week. Okay. Um, I've professed my love for, for Logano, but the more and more I toss this back in my head, I think I'm going to give the slight, like it's a hair of a, of a nod to Keselowski over, over Logano. And this is something that we didn't, didn't reference, but if you look at the, the, the nine races last year at intermediate tracks with low, with low uh, tire wear, then Keselowski had the, the best average finish at 6.4. He had an average running position at 2.10.2. Uh, uh, he ran he ran really strong, and then Harvick was was second in those categories. Then you got Blaney, and you have to go down the board before you finally get to Logano. So I think for, for that reason, I'm going to go Brad first, Logano second, and then and then Blaney. And but, you know Blaney is safer because of his place difference place differential, but I am a little concerned about the way that Blaney has started off this young season. Yeah, that's, that's been something we've, we've talked about, uh, especially the last two weeks in terms of Ryan Blaney. Of course, uh, don't forget tomorrow we will have live before lock on. We'll be on, I believe at 2 PM Eastern time, uh, is when we'll be on for live before lock leading into the NHL strategy show. Of course, uh, NHL strategy show will be coming up here in uh, about uh, two hours from now here at three o'clock Eastern time. UFC live before lock will follow that. So make sure to tune into both of those shows. Also be sure to check out our sponsor monkey knife fight, go to monkey knife fight.com. You see it right there on the top of the screen. Take advantage of that hundred percent instant deposit match up to $50. When you use that promo code, Awesomeo, and of course, our free content over awesomeo.com today is NHL player projections and MMA ownership projections. So be sure to check out everything we got going on over here at awesomeo.com. Good luck to you. We will talk to you tomorrow for Live Before Lock for, for the NASCAR race tomorrow.